What's it like to be a man in therapy? How can men talk about issues they face with a health service psychologist? Today in the Psychology Hour, we'll tackle these questions and more with help from Dr. Frederick Rabinowitz, a professor of psychology at the University of Redlands and elected fellow of the American Psychological Association, who's dedicated his career to studying psychotherapy with men and masculinity. Most recently, Dr. Rabinowitz served as leading author of the American Psychological Association's Guidelines for Psychological Practice for Boys and Men. Dr. Rabinowitz, thanks for being here today. Glad you can join me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our discussion, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Fred, a, a moment ago, I, I used a key word, and that word is masculinity. It, it's something that many folks listening, of course, have, have some understanding of and likely pair in some way with being a man. But just so we're all on the same page here, could you describe that word masculinity for me? Sure. Masculinity to me is a, a script or a filter from which we see the world from the perspective of what it's like to perhaps be a man. So someone could, could like have different takes on what masculinity is, but culturally we tend to look at masculinity more as a, a script around being strong and tough and self-reliant and not be too emotionally vulnerable. So even if someone doesn't actually endorse that, they're mostly aware that that may be the norm in society. So how does that compare to words like gender and sex? Okay, so, so sex would be what you were born with, being a, a male, female. Gender is more about the description of how someone perceives themselves in terms of male, female. You know, there's a lot of words, and more recently there's been even more words because people talk about non-binary and all kinds of things in more recent years. But basically what we're talking about is almost like a an sometimes unconscious philosophy about how you should act if you're a man. These are really, I think, key distinctions that you're you're commenting on here that in day-to-day life oftentimes go unacknowledged in many circumstances. And I, I want to return to those, those distinctions, but also want to hit on, I think, a really somewhat basic question in this area. And that's simply, you know, from, from your experience, what's it like for, for men to be in psychotherapy? Yeah, I think, I think in general, um, the idea of psychotherapy automatically conjures up for most men something they don't want to do. I know for me, when I first went myself, I was like that. I almost walked out of the waiting room as I was waiting because I was like, I don't think I want to do this. So I do think that it's, it's very tough because of the traditional norm that says we should be able to take care of our own problems, that you know, sharing too much of yourself and being emotionally vulnerable feels kind of weak. And I think a lot of that was you know, conditioned into us as we've gotten older. And so it's really hard, I think, for most men to see themselves going to a therapist unless something's really, really, really wrong. And so I think there's a really high bar for most men before they'll actually go and talk to somebody um, about things that are going on inside of them. Your, your answer there, I think, brings to, to mind for me that, that question about 
what leads men to be in therapy in the first place. And that point just a moment ago of the bar is quite high, I think is, is really connected to this question. I think we see on many fronts that there are an assortment of, of difficulties and struggles that, that men do encounter from relationships, substance abuse, school and work issues, health problems, depression. And, and while these, I think, of course, aren't exclusively men's problems, they, they are certainly problems that, that men encounter in their day-to-day lives. And I guess I'm, I'm just kind of curious, what's your reaction to all of that? And what are other types of things that, that might lead men to, to seek out therapy? Yeah, I think that, I think, you know, you, you described a lot of the situations. I think all of us, men and women, are faced with a lot of stressful situations, a lot of transitions in life. Um, we all experience loss. We all experience disappointment. We all experience relationship breaches. And so I think that, that for, for a lot of men, it's the, the issue is really about whether talking to someone is really going to help them. And I think a lot of guys have been, um, and this is part of what I work on when, I work, when I'm talking with men in therapy, don't have necessarily the vocabulary or haven't really been encouraged to talk about what's going on in their inner world. And so sometimes a lot of men don't really have a good sense of being able to articulate, well, what is going on wrong with me? You know, I can't figure it out. And so they're, they're likely to take other tacks before they go to therapy. So someone might say, you know, I think I need to just go to the gym more often. Or someone else might be, you know, sitting in front of their uh, computer for, for the evening, you know, getting kind of lost in it. Or someone else might go to a bar and drink. And so I think there's these other ways that guys try to work it out that we call externalizing behaviors. Um, and therapy in itself is more of an internal process. And I think that sometimes men are intimidated by the idea that they're going to be able to talk through some of the problems that they're, that they're feeling on the inside. To your point, though, about vocabulary and not having those words that are key to describing an internal experience, like when you're used to externalizing and perhaps mm-hmm. you've primarily been taught to externalize, talk a little more about what those words are. And, and even if, if you wouldn't mind, just like what are specific questions that, that men can ask if they, if they, kind of want to want to start that conversation about the struggles that they have being a man in therapy. Right. I think part, I think part of it is that, you know, and again, this is just a contrast with, I think the way a lot of little girls are raised, a lot of little girls are raised to kind of talk to each other and to share their emotional states. And I think the playground ethos for boys is you keep your mouth shut, you play games together and you don't act like a sissy. You know, and acting like a sissy might be crying or saying something hurt you. And so what happens is you learn, most most boys learn not to kind of talk that way. They may feel those feelings, but not be able to have words to say those things. And so I think that sometimes when men come to therapy, you know, all they can say is like, I feel bad, or um, I'm always pissed off, or um, I'm numb which are, you know, very general ways of saying something's not right inside of me. And I think when what a man can do is to say, I need help. 
sort of figuring out what's going into this. Cause you know, last year I felt fine or, you know, five years ago I was really optimistic and right now I feel really pessimistic and I really want to, really want to understand why I'm, why I'm like this. And I think some guys oftentimes will go to physicians first, um, maybe to talk about getting antidepressants um, because, because it seems like this process is really opening. I've heard guys say, this is like opening Pandora's box. I don't think I, I don't know if I want to get inside of my psyche right now and really see what's there. So one of the things I try to do is to just say, Hey, we'll take it at your pace. We'll take, you know, we'll talk about it the way you want to talk about it. And I, as a therapist, want to understand the way each man conceptualizes their life. And so I think of it more like, you know, tell me about your life. Like, what's your journey? How do you describe it? Where have you been? Where are you going to? And by putting it into the context of a story, then each man can sort of go, okay, well, this is my story. And I can just be an observer, at least at first, and say, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about your story and how you got here. Sharing your story in that narrative way sounds really helpful. I keep going back, though, to those three key words that I that you said earlier, that can be hard to, to put out loud. And I, I need help. Those right. Words to verbalize. Right. I agree. And, and what I usually say to a man is I say, you are, have incredible courage and strength to come in here and ask for help because it goes against the grain. And, you know, most, most guys feel like asking for help on anything is, you know, hard to do if they've been raised in a very autonomous, independent way um, to say that that's the norm. And so to come in and say, I need help. So what I try to do is just collaborate. I try to be a consultant um, rather than, you know, I'm going to be this guy that's going to judge and analyze and critique. I feel like my role as a therapist is really to understand and to, to help within the framework of what each man brings to me. And let's be clear that, that going to therapy, saying those words, I need help, and, and talking about being a man or about men's issues or issues that men encounter on a day-to-day -day basis, that's not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're somehow less of, of a man. No, I think that that is one of those things. I, most men that come to therapy, you know, I've had very few situations where guys like are like, I can't do this. Most time, it feels like a relief because I think men spend a lot of time containing what's inside of them. They may not always be, know how to talk about it, but there's a lot of containment. So their exterior self looks like either neutral or somehow nothing's going on because that's what it looks like when they look out at other men. It doesn't look like there's a lot of, of uh, internal conflict being expressed. So sometimes just having permission to say, yeah, talk to me about your life and feels like, you know, once they dive off the cliff of that, it feels like, oh my God, the water feels good. This is such a relief to be able to talk about my experience. And I think most men um, really benefit from that, enjoy it, and actually get a lot out of it and have wanted to do this for a long time, but probably have felt inhibited because of the cultural norms to say, you don't do that. You're not supposed to share the, that part of yourself with anyone. Those masculine qualities that, that you touched on earlier, and perhaps I, I won't reflect them back accurately, so, so please help me out, but I, I heard words like courage and, and strength, and I think 
a number of men, a lot of men would, would hear those words and, and probably pair that with, well, that's a part of the way that I see being a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that help seeking process where to use your words, you're going against the grain. I mean, that's, there's a lot of strength involved with that. And so in some ways, how you're describing this process, like it, it, there, there is some connection with, you know, being a man is being strong and like helping getting that help seeking. out. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's like taking a risk. It's in some ways being heroic. It's in some ways going for, to become a better man, self-improvement. Um, there's all these books when you go to the, you know, the airport that are all business related. And a lot of guys like to read these business books, but most of them are really about, you know, finding your uh, potential or releasing your, you know, authentic self or finding passion in your work. A lot of when, when, when people come to therapy, that's part of what's happening. It's almost like the restriction of expression has also limited the the inner dialogue a man's having with himself. So before he can even say, I want this, he says, no, you're not allowed to do that because that's not, that's not manly or that's not masculine or I can't ask for that. Um, so I do think that, you know, sometimes guys, and I would say cisgender heterosexual guys oftentimes associate sharing with maybe an intimate partner, um, like a, a woman who will be there for him. Um, and there's only one person in the world maybe who they share that with. Um, some guys do have best friends that they can talk to, but again, those are, those are far and few between as men get older, they, they tend to have less and less friendships. So there are less places for men to like really process what's going on inside of them. And because our culture has a uh, competitive quality to it, oftentimes you don't want to share your vulnerability with another man who maybe will use it against you. And then when it's back to that point earlier about there's a high threshold to seek help. You know, as you get right. older, there's fewer friends, there's fewer supports. And if that threshold still remains high, I mean, it's like all of a sudden, whoa, this is, this is a crisis zone for me now. Exactly. And, and it's, it's, you know, that's why the, the suicide rate is four times that of women, especially with older, older white men. Um, there's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of I need to be able to do this myself. And without having other people to talk through some of these issues, you know, I run a men's group. It's amazing for how much universality there is in terms of people talking about what's going on inside of them and then feeling relief that someone else also is experiencing that. And if you imagine yourself being alone out in the world and seeing, you know, the media and just looking at the external aspects of what men look like, it can feel very lonely to be a man and to know that you have things going on inside. And then it makes something like suicide um, uh, an option because it feels like there isn't any other, other way out. Let's pull back for a moment and revisit a word you used earlier, cisgender. That means when a person's gender identity aligns with their biological sex and Without getting too technical here, are you saying that all these different types of identity can also relate to masculinity? Right. And all of those things interact. So one of the things that, you know, we talk about in the guidelines is the fact that there are many different types of masculinities, you know, so men who have grown up in rural environments versus urban environments, older men, younger men, 
um, uh, different ethnicities, different cultural values, all can kind of interact, sexual orientation, all interact with each other. So each man is unique. But I think the reason we can talk about men in therapy is because I think most men in our culture seem to have a sense of what they should be doing or what the social norm is, even if they're not feeling like they live up to it. So I think there's a lot of men, even guys you would consider to be like maybe stereotypes of a traditional man who internally don't feel very good about their themselves as men. They feel like, wow, I feel anxiety or I get depressed sometimes, or I don't always, I'm not always, you know, able to finish things that I want to finish. And so even though from the outside, that guy might look like the, the yeah, that's a man inside, he might feel like he's not even living up to the, to the ideals. Well, Fred, th this has really just been an insightful and, and fascinating discussion. And I think in, in some ways I have more questions than, than, than when we started, but such mm -hmm. a, an important topic. And, but we will need to, to wrap up our, our conversation from here. But I want to thank you for joining me, Daniel Elkert, on this episode of the Psychology Hour brought to you by the National Register of Health Service Psychologists. And as always, a reminder to our listeners that this and all episodes of the Psychology Hour are for discussion and general information purposes only and, and don't provide uh, formal mental health advice. So if you'd like such advice, please consult a health service psychologist, some of which are, are listed on our website, findapsychologist.org, or with another mental health professional.